You're listening to the Reese Heath 100 podcast. Each episode, we speak to past staff and students about their memories of Reese Heath over the last hundred years. If you have some great memories to share, we would love to hear from you. Please complete the form at reeseheath100.com or call 01270 625 131. So here I am talking to Peter Brand, who has joined us as one of our staff alumni for today's podcast interview. Peter, you joined us on the 1st of January 1965. Correct. And you left, you retired, you got early retirement in 1992. So that's nearly 30 years of service here at Reese Heath. That's incredible. We met a few weeks ago at the afternoon tea that we hosted for some of our uh, alumni staff. Um, tell me, first of all, have you come back to Reese Heath that often or was that a first visit back for a while? Oh, no, I come back occasionally. I, I belong to Probus and we, I brought uh, our members around to show off the place. Great. And, uh, and that, but I don't, I don't come back that frequently. No. OK, so it must be uh, nice for you to come back and see the, the developments over the years. Take us back to the very beginning, the start of your career here at Reseed. Where had you come from uh, and what brought you to Reseed? Well, I started in agricultural education in the Berkshire uh, Maidenhead at Birchett's Green, which is the uh, Berkshire equivalent of Rees Heath. And I started there in 1960 uh, with my late wife. And uh, Birchett's Green is Maidenhead, which is the eastern side of Berkshire. But there was politics associated in some ways with my appointment. And in fact, I was based at the South Berks College, Newbury. So I was right on the western side but basically, my job was to build up day release courses in that county. There was only one real day release course there based at Reading. My job was to build it up over a period of time, which I, I'm pleased to say that I did. Because when I finished, we had four centres and I can't remember the number of young people attending. But I, I, I did a good job, yeah. although I feel it. And then, in, uh, then I applied for a post here as assistant extramural organiser and was fortunate to be appointed and came here, Great. as you say, in January 65. Brilliant. So extramural, I've had a bit of a lesson today in what that is. Can you just explain what extramural is? Well, extramural, yes. The extra is outside or additional, if you like, and mural is the Latin for walls. Right. So we were outside the walls of Rees Heath. Yeah. In other words... We didn't teach at Reese Heath the full-time students at all. The odd member of staff might have made some contribution, but basically we were out in the county every day of the week taking day release courses. And the main centres were Chester, Hartford, that's Mid-Cheshire College, which is no more now, that's mm, a, a that's building, gone. a housing estate uh-huh. now, and Macclesfield and Crewe. We were based at Crewe simply because there wasn't the accommodation at Rees Heath and also our work, our day, was from 10 till 4 and in the morning it was lectures and in the afternoon it was practical. So we had very close links with the farming community. In mm. fact, we couldn't function if it wasn't yeah. for the support of the farming community around the county to take them onto farms to do various practical work, particularly associated with stock. Uh, There were other smaller centres when I came. We even went to Hyde, believe it or not, in the early days, just for a short time. But 
the numbers there weren't didn't justify the 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 distance to Rees Heath. But those were the those were the main centres. And um, as I say, we uh, we there were two members of staff went out. Uh, one was an engineer from the engineering department who did the machinery part, and us from the extramural department uh, it took the husbandry aspects. So we split the day between us. Mm-hmm. So when you go out to these different centres, these different sites around the, the, the county and beyond, what actual course were the, the students on? Well, it was a City and Guilds course, and there was stage one, which was for the 16-year-olds. I think that was a two-year course. Then there was stage two. That generally was for young people who didn't come on to Rees Heath. Because don't forget, in those days, in order to come on the NCA course, at mm-hmm. Rees Heath, the National Certificate in Agriculture course, you had to do a year's practical on a farm. Uh-huh, and nice. So that's how that fitted in with, I'm not sure whether it was one or two years. Yeah. I can't remember offhand. And then, so if they did stage one and then came on to Rees Heath, those that didn't want to come on to Rees Heath, some farmers' sons particularly wanted to stay on the farm, then they could do stage two, and that was starting to specialise. There was the dairy aspect, there was the crop aspect, and there was the machinery aspect to that. So they could choose which one they wanted to. Um, and then stage three was farm management, and that's where John Hinckley, the colleague, uh, the late John Hinckley, who uh, who was very good, and he, he took the management courses mm-hmm. um farm, farm management as, as, as it was called okay and then after that when they reached that level then that was the finish of the, the day and they reached quite a high standard they reached a higher standard than an nca if mm. they went to stage stage three Grikey, yeah uh, yeah um, and how long did that you were here for nearly 30 years were you were you teaching that all the way through or did that kind of the extramural come to an end at any point, or was that running all the way through no, to the 90s? that was running all the way through. That's why I took voluntary retirement, or whatever you like to call it, in 1992, because the authority said that the staff had to be reduced here for one reason or other. The numbers were hardening. Mm. We weren't expanding on, certainly, on the day release course. Mm. And so the offer was made that was across the board because I know there was uh, Leslie Williamson I mentioned earlier on from mm-hmm. the Food and Dairy she took it and a Hugh Hammond who died recently who, t- who was on the full-time course myself and somebody else we, we we all left and that's when there were the major changes taking place so that's when the extramural drop finished. Right because of course that was the time when Reese Heath wasn't in control anymore uh, by Cheshire County Council. So we were very much talked to a few people about how we were very much seen as the jewel in the crown of Cheshire County Council and had lots of support from them. And then it moved into us being in control of our own destiny, so to speak. So tell me about some of the some of the college we've talked about, lots of different people. and, And who do you remember as being part of your team? And who was the principal at the time when you were here? Well, when I came in. In 1965, it was Mr. Lamberton, mm-hmm. and it was a Mr. Mercer mm-hmm. who was his predecessor, who's written a book. There's Mercer's book on agriculture. That's right. Yeah. Um, Mr. Lamberton, uh, and then he retired, and um, Mr. England, who was the deputy principal under him, he became the principal. Mm-hmm. So he 
he was here for most of my time, I suppose. Right, right, okay. So over your 30 years here at Reese Heath, and obviously you were doing a lot of outreach, you you were based kind of at lots of different centres, um, visiting lots of different centres around the county. What do you remember happening here at Reese Heath? You know, new buildings, new staff, that kind of thing. Well, I, I remember the, the Lord Woolley Centre being built and there was criticism of what it looked like and the shape of it, but <laughs> the authorities said, Modern. well, you had that or nothing. Right, right. So uh, so that was built. And then uh, under Ron Lawton, the food and dairy department expanded and that's where commercial money came in, ah, which right. was very, very unusual uh-huh, uh-huh. for a... a, a a county institution yeah. to have commercial money coming in. I can't remember what was the name was of the dairy company that helped sponsor part of the building that went new building right. that went up there. But that was certainly and that was Ron Lawton, bless him, who did that. And also, um, we did <laughs> we did bring a bar in. Oh now, right, that was okay, quite interesting. Uh-huh. With the new build that went on there, the new lecture theatre, that's right, there was a new lecture theatre built and there was an adjacent coffee lounge area, you see. And, of course, after that settled down, somebody said, well, what are we going to do about having a bar? So Mr England was was a little bit cautious about it. So Jennifer Kinsey and myself and Roger Gardner we went and looked at a couple. We went to Lancashire because mm-hmm. they got a bar and Mr. England got us in there and we saw how that was run. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to Somerset, to Cannington. Mm-hmm. And I always remember that they got a bar and it was it was okay. It was just a very, very basic. But they got a tin box to handle the money. Oh, right. And I said, when we came back, I said to Mr. England, I said, I'm sure we'll have a bar here, Mr. England, because I think it's needed. But I said, we mustn't have a tin box. You've got to, if you're going to spend any money at all, it's got to be on a till mm-hmm. because that is the weak link there. Yeah, yeah. From the point of view of, of security and fingers in yeah, the till. And yeah, all the rest yeah, yeah. And so we did start here. See, and Alan Sproston and Roger Gardner and Jennifer, we all mucked in. There was a warden lady, Megan Brown, bless her. She was, she was assistant matron. Right. Is Miss Willis's name being mentioned? Too? I don't. Uh, she was a tar- She was the matron, and what she said went. Oh right. Even the principal shuddered. Oh. If, 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 if Miss Willis sounded off, I'm going to have to do a bit of research on this, Miss Willis. Miss, Miss Willis, yes, she's related to farming stock in the area. Okay. Oh, yes. uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. So the students have got you to thank for the bar. Well. Yeah, well, I was linked with it, yes, <laughs> to, to get it going, yes. Excellent, excellent. And, and we, we ran a good ship, yeah. although I say it. And it, but it's a lot of responsibility mm. and all the rest of it. Mm. So some fascinating memories of what, what was built and what developed over the over the time, the facilities here. What else can you remember about your time here? Well, as far as the David East, just go back to finish off the point about the David East courses and the stage one and the stage two and the stage three. Our year really was from beginning of September until really Easter. After Easter, um, depending on, of course, when Easter fell, there were the exams about May time. And of course, it was an awful job to get some of the youngsters to come to take the exams because it hit silage making. Mm. And once silage making started, and certainly with the cows being out and silage started, the farmers didn't want to know from the point of view of letting young people. So 
um, much disdain maybe of some of the full-time staff, we we were free. <laughs> <laughs> so we had we had to find something else to do. And, and in, in that instance, we did canvassing. We visited the schools with our publicity literature. Uh, we covered the, Nant- the Cheshire Show and the Nantwich Show. Fraser Nord was responsible for coordinating the Cheshire Show and getting all the colour schemes right and all the rest mm. of it. And the, and the like. Um, and then, of course, there was the link with the young farmers throughout the year. That was. I'll t- we'll talk about that in a little more detail in a minute. And then we did school courses. Um, not a lot, but nevertheless, we had two or three school courses here. That was very dependent on, on Mr. Smith, who was the school's agricultural organiser for the county. Again, quite a character. And on him persuading one of his colleagues teacher colleagues in, in, in the county and coming to manage the youngsters because we were quite happy to take them during the day but at night they had to be entertained. Right. Uh-huh. In the end this was the crunch thing, the teachers just didn't want the job even, right. though, even though they got a bit of a supplementary payment mm. for doing it. Mm. The school's courses I think did a good job we, we got a few out of it but I think it gave young people an idea of what agriculture yeah, was yeah. like and we know that some coming on had no more intention of coming into farming than the man in the moon. But nevertheless, <laughs> there was that background. Yeah. They handled pigs, they yeah. handled calves. Yeah. And they walked the farm, they looked carefully at what, what parts of the grasses and, and, and corn that was growing. So yeah. there, there was jolly good course. Yeah, yeah. Courses for those. And then, um, so, so that really probably took us up to the middle of July, which, of course, the full-time courses finished at the beginning mm-hmm, of June mm-hmm. and, and start, mm-hmm. start in those days would wind down for the summer recess. Yeah, and you get involved with all the, the shows and such like. Yeah, so yeah. let's go back to um, talking about the young farmers. The young farmers, were with your involvement in, here at Reese Heath and with the young farmers, you were the quiz master, you were involved with the debating. Tell me about some of those uh, those memories. I enjoyed doing it, but uh, you were thinking about it for pretty well all the year because you were looking for speech subjects and questions, quiz questions, whether it's for the junior or the adult standard. And um, it's so, a good point. You wouldn't have had Google like we do nowadays well, no, when we put no, a quiz no, together. No, no you, you, I mean you you could take questions out of the milk producer. Mm-hmm. Now that's not that was the milk marketing board publication. Mm-hmm. That that sort of thing, because it was a dairy encounter, and they were warned that some questions would come out of of, of the current press mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, on that score to see that they were kept up to, kept up to date with their reading and the like. But uh, yes, we're, the thing was uh, when I first came, there was a Gerald Cook who was a bank manager who was George Lawrence's predecessor, mm-hmm. and if the scores were added up wrongly or somebody had got a question wrong or, or whatever, there'd be a post-mortem the next <laughs> morning with Mr Cook ringing up Mr England and Mr England would come up and see Mr Nord and Mr Nord was all over with, with us and all the rest of it. It was all, it was all quietened down. But at the end of the day, it was quite very seriously and it was interesting that it did come to your husband's um, last event uh, with uh, John and Mary Rowbottom, it was in, it was interesting to see that there was a little bit of kerfuffle associated with that, but it was taken much less quietly. If it had happened in our day, there was a, 
not pandemonium, <laughs> but we wouldn't have got away with it quite so easily. It certainly so, is. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that junior quiz. Those were the days. Yeah. And, uh, that was good. It was very, very good indeed. I remember Stuart Yarwood, bless him, who, of course, did a lot of public speaking, the Oxford Farming Conference and the like. That sort of person certainly cut his teeth mm. on the mm. young farmer's uh, junior quiz and then the speech-making yeah, competition yeah. with the senior with the seniors I certainly so, remember my first experience of the young farmers it was a debating um final and I went with my my now husband Michael John who was obviously involved and I said this is incredible for young people this is something that that all young people should do they should either join boot camp or do young farmers because the experiences and the maturity and the the ability to communicate when the, these young people were whatever 16 17 18 years old was was quite astounding and how with the junior quiz they take it so seriously and it's it's a, it's a really good grounding for young people quite great yes, organization quite. the other the other little hiccup we used to have was time of starting <laughs> um in the evening and turning up late uh once the thing had started because there had been a cow carving or something like yeah. that and there was a pra- i'm sure there was a practical excuse but on the other on the other side of the coin, you got the thing rolling and going along, and there was one missing from the team. Well, should you ask to give that another person in that team the question till they come, make it all very complicated? Mm. So I can remember there was a bit of hassle over that sometimes <laughs> as well. <laughs> Brilliant. And also one, one other. I'm not sure whether it was at Nutsford, Nutsford Village Hall or somewhere. There was a bar, and I remember that we insisted that nobody was drink. Once we started, there was no drinking mm-hmm. going on in the audience. Because you've got to keep, you know, it was, it was a serious exercise. A lot of effort being put on, on all, across all sides and therefore needed to be taken seriously. And, uh, yeah. and that, that, that sort of thing uh, didn't, didn't help. No, absolutely. If, if that was allowed. Yeah, no. definitely Otherwise, not. Yeah. Well, Peter, it's been... Fabulous talking to you. It's so nice to hear so many of your great memories. I know we've kind of, as we've been talking, other things have popped into your mind. So I think you're going to go away and have a have another think about some of the stories that you might like to share with us in a later podcast. We've got um, we've got another uh, fifty or so to do before the end of our one hundred years uh, podcast series. So I'm sure it'd be great to have you back in when uh, when you've had another think about and maybe also with some of your colleagues that, that you remember we'll we'll try and well, we, bring you certainly. in with a few people for for a chat yeah we go through the colleagues i'll tell you about the grass cheshire grassland mm-hmm. society mm-hmm. we haven't mentioned as i was linked with a secretary for many years taking over from ken slater mm-hmm. so we'll leave that for another time brilliant very pleased to spoke to you thank you very much indeed you're listening to the reese heath 100 podcast each episode, we speak to past staff and students about their memories of Rees Heath over the last hundred years. If you have some great memories to share, we would love to hear from you. Please complete the form at reesheath100.com or call 01270 625 131.